are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, hey, y'all, what is happening? Okay, as always, I'm just so happy to be here today. Episode number 93, here we are. We have seven more weeks to go until we reach our 100th episode. 100th episode of TKO, our centennial episode. Like we've talked about it many times on the show, it is going to be a very epic episode. So make sure you actually mark it down in your calendars, people, because we're going to be having the the time of our lives during that episode. It's going to be epic. We're going to be doing a lot of celebration, paying tribute to a lot of people. And it's just overall, it's going to be a very, very nice and I would say chill um, episode, even though we're going to be doing a lot of celebration and, you know, things like that, it's still going to be a pretty chill episode. So make sure you mark it down in your calendars, number 100. So TKO episode number 100. I think it is going to be happening sometime um, in the new year, in the beginning of the new year. So it should be towards the beginning or the middle of January of 2019. So make sure once again, you mark it down in your calendars. It's going to be epic and very, very lit. Okay. So we have that coming out, obviously, in like seven weeks. And like always, we are reaching the end of the year. And that means that we are going to be seeing so many good fight cards happening in the upcoming weeks, not just in MMA, but also in boxing. Like we've talked about many times on the show already, we are going to be having the heavyweight championship bouts between the current WBC champion in boxing. The heavyweight champion, Deontay Wilder, is going to be defending his title, his WBC title, against the former heavyweight champion of the world, the one and only Tyson Fury. And as I think we've talked about it again here on the show, the winner of that fight is going to be getting the WBO, WBA, IBF, and IBO heavyweight champion of the world, Again, the one and only Anthony Joshua. So whoever actually wins that fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury is going to be facing off against Anthony Joshua for a unification fight. So whoever wins that ultimate fight will become the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. And I'm not sure (laughs) about you guys, but I'm super pumped out about that fight. Because honestly, it just reminds me of those um, good old days of boxing, the glory days of boxing. And I feel like it is with the help of fights like this that we we can't really say anymore that boxing is a dead sport. It's almost being resurrected when you think about it because of these phenomenal fights, because of these, uh, you know, uh, young prospects in different weight divisions, especially in heavyweights. We have these amazing guys and they're actually fighting with everything that they have so that they can um, not only just just make the fans proud, not to just make the promoters proud, but also make it make a good career for themselves and um, just just go down in, in boxing history as as legends. So that's that's huge. And I feel like for a long time. 
boxers didn't really pay attention to this and all they really cared about was to just go in there do the fights get the money and come out but now i feel like the the glory aspect of it and the like the legacy aspect of it is also pretty important for for some of these fighters which is great because it's actually helping with the resurrection of the sport itself so shout out to everybody who's actually carrying this this whole mindset because it is pretty amazing and if we want our sport of boxing to to keep going strong for the next at least 50 years this is the mindset that we have to have everybody not just the fighters but also the fans they the fans need to understand that you you need to have these fights for for glory and for for legacy and it's not just about you know two fighters that are just talented just going at at each other for for no reason for them to just get the money and just come out it's not the way it works anymore and finally i'm so happy that we are actually reaching this phase in in the in the progressive um phase of of boxing overall i could say throughout history that once again we are going back to the glory days and we're going to make boxing great again no puns intended but you know what i'm saying i just want our sport to be great once again all right so we have that coming up in the upcoming weeks that's actually going to be happening in december so on december 1st actually which is like a couple of weeks away from now so keep an eye out for that because when fight week actually comes we're going to be thoroughly breaking that down that fight down between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury so make sure you mark it down in your calendar once again it is going to be a very good breakdown because um I've actually been uh, preparing for this particular breakdown from a long time ago ever since the the fight was actually announced I've been I've been itching to talk about this fight on the show even though I think we've briefly talked about it already but I really really want to talk about it in, in thorough detail so once again that fight is coming up on December 1st make sure you keep that in mind what else of course we have so many um, great MMA cards as well coming up especially the ones that are going to be happening on New Year's Eve those ones are going to are supposed to be at least the best ones out there because those are the ones that are mostly uh, promoted and a lot of uh, marketing money has actually gone into promoting those fights i'm talking about the fight between alexander gustafson and john jones the former light heavyweight champion at the ufc so their fight is going to be happening on new year's eve and the co-main event of that uh, whole fight card i think it's ufc 231 so i think the co-main event of that ufc 231 card which is happening on new year's eve is going to be a great bout between two of the best women's fighter uh, in MMA ever. So between the current bantamweight champion in the UFC, Amanda Nunes, and the current uh, featherweight champion in the UFC, Chris Cyborg. So those two ladies are also going to be um, heading off uh, in, in a catchweight fight, I believe, at 140 pounds. So that's great. And all of these fights are going to be exciting now. I know we're talking about New Year's Eve and some of the phenomenal fights that are actually going to be happening on New Year's Eve now. I have to uh, break it down to you guys. I have to actually <laughs> make a confession. So last week, as you might have tuned in into our previous episode, all I would say for the majority of the episode, we talked about a particular bout and a particular fight that was going to be happening on New Year's Eve. It wasn't for the UFC, it was actually for Ryzen. And if you do catch up with your MMA updates and boxing updates, you probably know what I'm going to be talking about. 
I am talking about the the rumored fight <laughs> that was um, announced to happen between Floyd Money Mayweather, the legendary Floyd Money Mayweather, and the Japanese kickboxer Tenshin uh, Nasukama, uh, Nasukawa, excuse me. So if you remember last week, I was really freaking out about that fight. I even, I think I gave you guys a very thorough breakdown of how that fight is actually going to go down. And I expressed how how excited I was because of that fight. And I do believe that I also told you guys that I was so excited that it was announced almost a day before we actually came into the studio to record our episode for that particular week because it, it, it was a pretty hot update and um, nobody was really expecting it so I was just really excited to talk about it on the show however the next thing that I knew was the moment I, I stepped out of the studio I checked my social media feed and <laughs> what I see is Floyd Money Mayweather coming out to TMZ News TMZ Sports saying that he never actually officially signed a contract saying that he was actually going to be officially fighting tension at Ryzen on New Year's Eve. And I was very, very surprised because first of all, okay, I feel like these things need to be addressed because it's just very ridiculous of Floyd Money Mayweather to just come out and say these things to the fans and to the world because how do you not know that your fight is official when you actually come out to a public press conference with so many members of the press present and pretty much the whole world watching you. How do you not know that the fight that the reason why you're actually present at that press conference is because you're actually going to be having a official fight with this guy that is sitting right beside you. So that is my question to Floyd Money Mayweather. And I was just really, really surprised because what Floyd Money Mayweather also said was that allegedly this fight was supposed to be a private fight not necessarily a public one that is that was going to be published um, and broadcasted on tv or pay-per-view it was actually supposed to be a private uh, private fight for um some some wealthy people in uh, you know somewhere somewhere in japan and it wasn't really go uh, going to be filmed and stuff like that but that is just ridiculous if it was going to be a private fight why once again why did you have a public press conference if it was going to be a private fight then you should have never even broke it down and, and just uh, broke it out to the to the entire world and to the public that's just ridiculous that's just not how things work man Floyd what are you what are you doing man and I I honestly feel like this is my hypothesis. What I think is that Floyd did not know what he actually signed up for when he was um, actually assigned to fight someone like Tenshin Nasukawa because Tenshin, like we said in our previous episode, Tenshin Nasukawa is a phenomenal kickboxer and he's just so talented. And not only that, but he's also 20 years younger than Floyd Money Mayweather. And if you ever... If you're not even familiar with this guy, but if you ever just type in his name in Google or, or, or even YouTube, you can just watch some of his highlights and just see for yourself how talented of a kickboxer he really is. And the thing is, I feel like Floyd Money Mayweather is sort of underestimated how how tough this fight it could actually get for him if he actually decided to choose uh, to, to, to actually fight Tenshin Nasukawa and so because of that, maybe he did the press conference and then he came back home and sort of reconsidered his choice. And 
he was like, man, I don't know if I should actually do this because I don't really want to ruin my, my legacy because I'm currently undefeated in boxing. Why just go fight a guy that could actually potentially beat me? And it really does make sense. But for you, Floyd, to come out and say all, all of these stuff, that doesn't really make sense. It's obviously for you to, to cover up you backing out of this fight and um it's just not right man and it, obviously it's also the 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 fault of the person who coordinated this whole press conference and coordinated this whole fight as well because they sh it was their responsibility to explain fully to both parties what this fight is actually going to be what are the rules implied and just just the overall aspects of this particular bout that it was their job to actually explain it to both of the fighters so that something like this wouldn't actually happen but okay you know what i'm actually sick of talking about that and um you know what floyd good luck uh, with whatever you have in the future coming up for you in the future and uh, you know what i don't think that i'm going to be talking about any of your upcoming updates on the show because we don't really know what how you're actually going to react after you you get the chance to talk to tmz and um you know just back out of all of those fights so i would say you enjoy your life and um, enjoy being a millionaire yeah that's all i have to say so I just want to put that out there. And once again, I wanted to bring that up because I want to apologize to you guys very, very sincerely because I did, I do realize that for the majority of our episode last week, we were talking about that issue in particular. And then I realized that it wasn't, it was almost like an obsolete thing when Floyd Mayweather came out and said all of those things. So everything that we talked about on our previous episode was sort of um, just rubbish, I guess. So once again, I would like to apologize to you guys. And uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to make it up to you guys this episode. So what I was actually planning, planning on doing last week was to come up with a bonus episode for uh, the past week's episode because of all the things that I just talked about. But unfortunately, it just didn't work out. So what I'm going to be doing this week is I'm going to be talking about a great and phenomenal boxing fight that happened over this past weekend i was actually going to break down this fight uh, last week but unfortunately we just ran out of time and you know things like that so today i really want to preview and break down what actually went down in this fight and just overall i really want to talk about it because it really did touch me emotionally and it, it was just a very very nice and sweet fight even though that's kind of weird to say because when you talk about combat sports and you talk about how sweet and nice they are that's just kind of weird but i can explain okay so just um stay tuned so today i'm going to be talking about the fight that happened over this past weekend the boxing fight that happened over this past weekend between the undisputed unified uh cruiserweight champion of the world in boxing alexander usik we've talked about him before on the show when he was fighting for the muhammad ali trophy at the world boxing super series so obviously he won that and um, he won the muhammad ali trophy and not only that but he, he was also able to capture all of the belts that are available at cruiserweight in boxing so shout out to him good for him and he's actually undefeated so after he was able to uh, do that, the, the commissions and the different boxing organizations decided to actually match him up against the British boxer and, and a guy that I, I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I wasn't really a fan of um, 
this uh, person prior because I, I just wasn't really familiar with his style of fighting and things like that. But after I watched his fight with um, Alexander Usyk over this past weekend, I became a huge fan of his. And I am talking about the one and only Tony Bellew. So Tony Bellew himself, he used to be the WBC um, uh, champion of the world. Unfortunately, he lost it due to various reasons. But now he was mashed up against the undisputed cruiserweight, champ cruiserweight champion of the world, the one and only Alexander Usyk. So Tony Bellew versus Alexander Usyk. Uh, yeah, like I said, I was going to talk about this fight uh, the, over this past week because I was actually very excited for this fight because I, initially I was a huge fan of um, Alexander Usyk's and then after I watched it, I was like, man, this is such a good fight. I wish I actually did break it down um, over this past week, but well, here we are. We're still going to be talking about it. So talking about the fight itself, this this was a very interesting fight for both parties because Tony Bellew, something that is really distinguishing about his style of fighting is that he's not necessarily the most dynamic fighter when it when it comes to fighting at cruiserweight. However, what he really does deliver is that he delivers a lot of power and strength when he's actually shooting for shots and um, do, uh, doing um, and actually applying combos to his opponents. So like I said, he doesn't necessarily have the best footwork and, you know, all those things. But his power and his strength is what makes him really, really distinguishable from other fighters at that weight division. And um, he's actually had many notable wins in this weight division. And honestly, there's a reason why he became the WBC champion of the world because of all the things that I just said, because of his, first of all, heart. He's a very emotional guy, as I learned over this past weekend. And not only that, he, he honestly puts everything that he has into every single fight that, that he has um, a, a ahead of him. And it's just really, really beautiful to watch because, you know, you see things like that in in movies sometimes like you see it in the in the rocky movies and in, in the creed movies you know like the boxers you know their backstory and you know they they go into the fight they fight and then they go to their corners and like their corners talking to him and they're like no i just want to keep on going like this is what i sign up for i love doing this blah blah like they social they show so much heart and in real life, you do see that, but very rarely. But this time around with Tony Bellew, I was actually witnessing that in, in, in uh, firsthand experience. And it was just really beautiful. And I feel like we actually need that more often in, in our sport of boxing and just overall in combat sports. So talking about Tony Bellew once again, not only is, is he a very uh, skilled and talented boxer, but also he shows a lot of heart in his fights. And Alexander Usyk, now let's talk about Alexander Usyk. So, um, like I said, he is the current champion, the undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world. And not only that, he was actually able to capture many gold medals at the Olympics for the Ukraine. He was in the boxing team for the Ukraine in the Olympics. So that just shows, I think actually his amateur record when it comes to amateur boxing is 300 and something um, fights uh, that he had and 300 and something he won. And he only, out of those um, 300 something fights that he had overall as an amateur, he only lost about 15. And the majority, so like I said, he won 300 something of those 300 something fights. So that just shows how great of a boxer he is obviously. But because of um, the way that he fights usually in his fights, because he demonstrates a lot of footwork and 
when he throws punches, he's not necessarily the 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 most powerful um, power puncher, you could say. So he really does um, still show a lot of that amateur boxing style that he used to have when he was an amateur boxer. And he's trying to apply that to his um, current professional boxing style. And it honestly, some people criticize him for that. But at the same time, you see how it's actually working for him because when it comes to decisions and when the fights actually do go to decision, because of the uh, because of all the things that he has done throughout the fights, because of all those um, touching and going away, and all the uh, all the uh, point uh, points that he's actually been able to um, uh, actually gather throughout the whole fight. Usually when the fights do go to decision, he tends to win those fights. But even though I said that, that does not mean that he's not a knockout artist. I mean, of course, comparing to Tony Bellew's style, I would say Tony Bellew is a more powerful puncher. But that still doesn't mean that Alexander Usyk does not have any uh, power shots in him. He does, de- he does deliver power shots, but it's not because of the power of his shots that his opponents actually do get knocked down it is mostly because of how accurate and the first of all how accurate his shots are and also the timing of his shots okay so I, i i would like to explain that in more detail so what i mean by that is that he when he throws shots he throws them in combinations correct so when you throw shots in combination you're obviously throwing punches after punches after punches from different angles but pretty much to the same target correct so when you do that you don't really allow your opponent to recover from the shots that they're taking and so because of that every single shot that is coming towards your opponent in a a particular combo it makes the 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 upcoming shot even more um, effective because the person has already um, uh, uh, gotten the damage from those previous shots, if that makes sense, okay? So because of his timing, because of the combos that he delivered, the timing of his shots, and because of the accuracy of his shots, his um, shots tend to be uh, delivering power, but not necessarily in terms of muscle power, if that makes sense. But Tony Bellew, once again, it is because of those muscle powers uh, that he delivers that his shots are powerful. So I hope that makes sense. So th- once again, they do have power shots, both of them, but they just, uh, the power shots are effective in different ways, if that makes sense. Okay, hopefully you got that. Anyhow, talking about the fight itself, uh, the fight starts and in the beginning, actually, Alexander Usyk is not delivering. And you might be thinking that, okay, he's just trying to study Tony Bellew's style. And, uh, you know, maybe he's actually going to act up in the in the upcoming rounds. That's what you're thinking. But he's actually absorbing shots. Alexander Usyk is actually absorbing a lot of shots from Tony Bellew. And what is actually really interesting is that even though he's absorbing all those power shots that I was talking about of Tony Bellew's, Alexander Usyk is not getting wobbled at all. And he's for for some reason, he's still able to recover from those shots, which is actually pretty amazing when you think about it. And so Tony Bellew in the in the first few rounds, he was being super successful with the with the style of fighting that he was delivering. 
he was actually, despite all the things that I said about him, the fact that he's not usually dynamic in his fights, he was actually being super um, dynamic in this fight and moving around, trying to change his angles uh, with um, Alexander Usyk, just moving around, delivering shots from different angles, things like that. And because of that, I would say maybe that's why Alexander Usyk was kind of shocked and didn't really know what to do because that's not necessarily what he prepared for coming into this fight. Overall, I would say the first five rounds I would actually give to Tony Bellew. And if things were, <laughs> honestly, if things were actually going to go to decision, I would have given the fight to Tony Bellew. And I know a lot of people actually argue that this whole fight was very, very close between these two guys. But the way that I saw it was that Tony Bellew was just doing a bit more than Alexander Usyk. And he could have potentially won this fight through decision. Now, spoiler alert, what happened was... Obviously, Tony Bellew's expending all of his energy in the in the first um, in the beginning rounds, of course. And um, what Alexander Usyk is doing, he's taking all those shots, but he's still not falling down and getting knocked down. But he still has his energy, right? So what Alexander Usyk does is that he makes a comeback in the well, I would say after the fifth round. So towards the middle, the second half of the fight. Alexander Usyk makes a comeback and now Tony Bellew is sort of kind of gassed out. So because of that, he is actually absorbing shots now from Alexander Usyk. And let me tell you this, when you actually absorb shots, depending on actually, depending on the type of chin that you have, some people have very tough chins and no matter how many shots they actually absorb, they, they just don't get tired. But in this particular case, because we're talking about cruiserweight, which is a, a weight division before heavyweight in boxing, it's really tough because you're, you're pretty much absorbing a lot of heavy shots and so because of that as you're ab absorbing more and more and more punches especially those of Alexander Usyk's I can imagine why Tony Bellew sort of started slowing down and not being as active as he was in the beginning of the round in the beginning of the fight so it did make sense why he was performing the way that he was uh, uh, performing in the second half of the fight overall once again this fight, this fight was very very close until that moment in the 10th round, I believe, or the 9th round, that Alexander Usyk was able to, like I was talking about before, he was able to deliver one of those nice and clean combos that he usually delivers. And when he delivered it, because of the timing of the, of the combos and because of the timing of the shots that he was delivering in that particular combo, it just worked out. Everything just fell into place like a puzzle. And, and it was just beautiful. And, um, I mean, it's not beautiful for Tony Bellew, especially because I became a huge fan of him after that. But what I'm saying is, uh, you know, in terms of skill, it was just beautiful to watch. Um, Tony Bellew landed a very nice and, and slick combo. And out, Tony Bellew just went down like an instant. OK, so that's how clean his combo was. And yeah, man, Alexander Usyk just won that fight through knockout, even though nobody was really expecting it, especially at that point of the fight, because they were just going toe to toe. And that was sort of unexpected, but it was very beautiful to watch. And man, the first thing that Alexander Usyk did, and I, uh, man, hats off to Alexander Usyk, first of all, the very first thing that he did after doing that uh, knockout 
was to go over to Tony Bellew and to make sure that he was okay because Tony Bellew was out cold. And Alexander Usyk, his very first reaction after he won that fight, that very important fight, was to go over to Tony Bellew's corner and to figure out whether or not Tony Bellew was okay. And of course, in the beginning, Tony Bellew was kind of confused. He was not sure if the fight was over, blah, blah, blah. And he was kind of upset, of course. It does make sense why he was upset. I would be upset too. But then after he became normal, you could say, he got super emotional. He started crying, which really did <laughs> break my heart, unfortunately. Because after this fight, he actually announced that he was retired. Man, and um, he's been in the game for almost 20 years, as he said. And uh, what a career, what a phenomenal cre career he's actually left behind. And it was just so beautiful to watch. And afterwards, Tony Bellew himself went over to Alexander Usyk's corner and um, they started hugging and embracing and just kiss kissing each other on the forehead, which was so beautiful to watch. It was just really um, touching everybody's hearts. And once again, it was beautiful. This is why... I love boxing so much because of these beautiful moments, these beautiful moments of sportsmanship that the fighters show to each other right after the fight. I mean, of course, during the fight, it's all business, but afterwards, man, this is what it is all about. And I really wanted to talk about this particular fight on TKO because of, like I said, because of the sportsmanship and the beauties of boxing, the sweet science, man. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. So, man. <laughs> like before, like always, I, I talked about that a lot and I actually had a fight to break down. But unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Man, you already know. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, yeah, man, you already know. It's your girl, Janon, and this is TKO. Peace out.